This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sport Bike Racer, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen family of podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in. In studio, Tony Wink, Scott Casper, PJ Duran with the week off, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson contributing, Jack and Leanne DeLeon making sure we sound halfway decent on the air and on the internet. So I uh, want to thank Chris Parrish, by the way, if you missed that interview, it's fun. You know, I really, I listened to last week's show that I missed, by the way, uh, laying in bed as I was recouping. Recuperating from the bats, the bats and dogs. Bats and dogs. Yep, bats and dogs. I think I know where the bats are coming into the house, Tony. Did you get it sorted? It's not necessarily all sorted, but I think I know where they're coming. Now I need to hire a, uh, a craftsman. Uh, to compound nails into a board. Maybe an exorcist. <laughs> Jack, you busy? <laughs> Jack? I can show up whenever you want me Wake to. Wake up, Jack. <laughs> Wake up, Jack. You never All know right. when he's going to throw us. Oh, there's a woman in the background yelling at him. Well, the only Perfect. one that matters. Perfect. All right, let's go back to last Saturday, the Ironman 450 results. Let's get into it. Tony, you want to give me the top six? Well, I mean, not a big surprise. Eli Tomac. Uh, he went 3-1, but he got the overall with Kenny Roxon in second with a 2-3 and then Zach Osborne in a 5-2. Eli had already had the thing, the uh, the title wrapped up, so he celebrates it with yet another win. Uh, we heard rumor that he may ride a two-stroke. I think that might have just been a rumor because he didn't do that. But um, that would have broken the internet for sure if he showed up on a KX250. But um, he and Kenny Roxon celebrated with a celebratory uh, Coors Light chugging on the podium, which I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'm getting old because I just thought, and I know Rory O'Neill's on and he's going to give me a hard time, but I just don't know if that's It cool. is a family sport. Well, they have Monster for a sponsor with yeah. with girls dressed in latex. I don't know how how family it is. I mean, it's, but, but Coors Light can't sponsor a rider, so maybe they got like a free 12-pack out of the deal or something, but. Um, well, they have to have something to shake and spray, right? <laughs> but, yeah i guess uh, uh spray the the champagne yeah yeah so yeah. there we go we could dig ourselves in deeper by the way justin barsha in fifth jason anderson in sixth and rounding up the top 10 dean wilson benny bloss marvin muskin uh and by the way Poor i was Marv. yeah i was i was a little bit disappointed for marvin not in him but for him uh, one and forty in the finish on that hot KTM four fifty. You know, it just um, it bothered me a little bit because he has such capability, such quality riding ability. And then Frederick Norn uh, out of Sweden finished with a ten ten in tenth. Oh, Freddie. Yeah, let's go to uh, real quick. Let's go to the uh, two fifty results, if you would, Tony. Yep, Dylan Ferrandis went one one on his Yamaha, and then uh, Cooper, Justin Cooper, also on a Yamaha, and Adam C and Cirillo. However, it was the uh, pro circuit that went ahead and got the number one plate. So high five to Adam for uh, getting that done. And, and um, yeah, Mitch Payton has to be relieved. 
What's the think. difference between third, in this case, and second between Cianciarello and Cooper? Uh, you've got a Kawasaki, obviously, that went 2-4, and a Yamaha that finished above that with a 3-2. Um, is it is it just sheer power? Is it set up? What is it? Rider. Mm. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Age, experience? AIDS? Age. Oh, age. Yeah. I thought you said AIDS. I'm no, like, I hope nobody there has that. Kind of Wait, yeah. There are skinny. Who knows? Here we go. Uh, Chase Sexton in fourth. Michael, um, it's, and I have a problem with this because I see an eye in there all the time. Moseman. Uh, in fifth, Alex Martin in sixth. You know that young man. R.J. Hampshire in seventh. Shane McElrath in eighth. Garrett Marchbanks, which is a really cool name, in ninth. And uh, Cameron M- McAdoo in the uh, Iowa boy. The Iowa boy out of Sioux City, Iowa, on that hot KTM 250. So, congrats to everybody that did well. Those of you that have something to build on, good job out of you. The 250s are in the books. And uh, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the MXGP of Sweden. We'll have the results of the MXGP and the MX2 results. A lot of crashes well. in that race. A lot. But of let's them. get to our guest. Let's do that, shall we? All right. Uh, my buddy Rory O'Neill will join us now. He's on the Evo team, the uh, what do they call it? Team International Air Hammer. Who I I was very fortunate to be able to be a guest, do a guest appearance at Farley Castle in 2014. Sarah and I went over there and had a blast. Thank you, Rory. And um, once a year or so, we have him on the show. He's getting ready to go back over there. So I thought, hey, Rory, let's have you on the show. And he he's gracing us with his presence. Rory, what's up? How are you? What's happening, Tony? Thanks for having me on. What and, are you doing and, today? And, I, are and you, Scott, by the way. And Scott, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Scott, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the guy that throws you the uh, curveballs. Whenever. Yeah, Ron, Ron Burgundy of radio. <laughs> oh, thank that you guy. very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when do you guys take off over there? Uh, Friday. Oh, great. So good timing. I bet you're excited to see your woman first off. Yeah, that's a, that's always a plus, but I'm going to put her to work. She's got bikes to build with me for for three days before we actually head over to Farley. So, so where do you something to do on these old bikes. You know? Where do you meet? Uh, in Dublin, in Ireland. Okay. So half the bikes are in Dublin and the other half are in England right now. I got you. And then um, how do you guys get them over there once they're, once you get them assembled and everything? Do you, do you put them on a, on a boat? Well, yeah, basically what we do is I'll build them at my house or I'll build my ones, my half of the team, and uh, run them up and down my street for five minutes, make sure they run good, take them all apart, put them in a box, and ship them on a plane. Sweet. They go air freight usually. And then uh, the other two are in, in in England. Like one of our guys, Lee Jackson, is building. Actually, he's turned one of them into a water-cooled bike. It's pretty cool. Oh, really? kind of goes against their name, but uh, – it's a pretty cool project he's doing. The bike is, is really cool. Team International Liquid Cooled Air Hammer. Team International H2O. Yeah. H2O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Farley Castle is is uh, the vet motocross this nations, and uh, I just saw Ricky Johnson canceled. He and his wife aren't going to make it. They're too busy or who I knows saw that, yeah. Who knows what's going on, but I saw Dave put that on, on the social media. But this is a who's who of, of who was. I mean, it's um, you know, there, there's it's incredible the the people um, that have raced it. I know from experience and just from talking to people that they idolize the motocross, the American motocrossers of the '90s over there and '80s, '80s and '90s. And uh, but that's not the only ones that are a big deal. There's there's people that that raced um, you know over in Europe um, their whole career and raced on the 
the motocrosses nations as well as our riders, you know, so that guys that raced each other back in the day, and I know some of them have fun with it. Um, I saw Dubach at, uh, at Loretta's this year. He and I talked about it a little bit, but it's, can you kind of, ex- for the people that don't know, kind of explain that event? Cause it's, it really is an incredible thing that they've done over there. Yeah, it's pretty cool for the likes of me. That's just like a dude that likes dirt bikes and races dirt bikes not very well, but has fun with it and kind of loves the history of the sport. It's great because you can go do it. You can line up with with someone you know like Dubak that won Supercross back in the day, or Gordon Crocker that raced Grand Prix not too long ago, or guys that were world champions, AMA champions. You know, a few years ago, Graham Irwin was on the Grand Prix circuit and he he raced it so. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess, motocross racers from all walks of life on the same gate together, and it works out really good, I guess. At the end of the day, you kind of see where you stack up against, like, the best in the world, you know? But uh, Sure. If you're Tony Wink, you get, you know, your top 10 guy, which is, I mean, that's pretty impressive to, to go to Farley and get a top 10 against the names you're riding of, and you've done that, you know? Was I top 10? Yeah, I think you finished like eighth or ninth overall. Oh wow! We're top ten every moto, even the one you got in the fight in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Frenchie tried to <laughs> Frenchie tried to put it in on me on his KX five hundred, and yeah. I was hot. I was so mad, yeah. and I'm I'm like I remember I stepped on his motorcycle and just. <laughs> yeah, you got all Alessi with it. I was like watching as a team owner slash manager. I'm like, oh no, that's my guy. Like, and then. <laughs> You got back up and started charging. I was proud of you again and kind of forgot about all this stuff for a minute, you know? You know, um, I uh, I was 70 pounds heavier then than I am now. I really want another crack at that 490, and I and I will get another one um, and and be ready next time. I really would like to ride my CR500 over there, but I don't have I, the wherewithal I, to I put it all what together. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what a CR500 is. I. I know YZ490s, Tony. That, that's what I know. The YZ490 is, you know, it sounds like a big motorcycle. It feels like a mini bike. And if you can get the thing to work properly, you can cook on that thing. It's not, it, yeah, a piece of crack. Well, that's that's what uh, Brock Glover said when I told him three, four years ago that five years, man, it's been like almost five years that we were over yeah, there. 20, 2014 was the year you came, yeah. So who's on your team this year? Uh, this year, it's uh, Rob Stringer, who you know. He kind of filled your spot after you decided you didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> that isn't <laughs> what happened. Back in. We yeah, had a yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, like that's an excuse? I mean, come on. You got to do better than that. Then, I'll, course, then I, just, I just need an invite, okay? All right. Well, we'll I'll talk to Stringer this year, see if we can steal his, your bike back from him. Okay. But um, then there's me. Uh, Lee Jackson is number 112, then Mossy Drennan is on there, the Irish John Dowd, and then Joanne is racing in uh, Twin Shock under 50. Nice. So she's not riding a 490, but she's part of the team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's cool, man. I, I uh, And I don't think you give yourself enough credit because you say you're just some guy that likes dirt bikes. You work in the industry. You you have an, a really incredible story how you came over here and and have made your way in the united states and because you're a motorcycle fan i mean it's it's really and we could do a whole you know we don't have time to get in all that but i just i don't think you give yourself dude's a honey badger he's a honey badger (laughs) uh let me ask you this you say you stack you see where you stack up against the best in the world and i believe when i was down at loretta's last this well earlier this month 
I believe that I raced against the best plus 40-year-olds because Mike Brown has got to be the best plus 40-year-old there is. And if anybody thinks otherwise, they need to line up at Loretta's. But well, my question Brownie, to you. Brownie was at the Donations, or at Farley Donations last year uh, and the year before, and, you know, he won the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, Brownie is, is he's, right up there. He's a, he's a phenomenal rider. He doesn't get slower, that's for sure. He's It's crazy. He doesn't age. It's it's, it's incredible how, he, how good he is and super nice guy. But I want to ask you, do you think Mike Brown belongs at Loretta? And this isn't a loaded question because I like him being there, but do you think Mike Brown should be racing – in the plus 40 class at Loretta Lynn's. Yeah, I mean, why not? He's plus 40. You know, I mean, it, I'm plus 40. Do I want to race against Mike Brown? No. I'll still do it, but I kind of feel like, oh, man, you know, you haven't got a hope in hell when you when you race against a guy like that. But at the end of the day, the rules are plus 40, and he fits in there. So, so what you're – you know, let me let me see if I can boil this down. Tony, what you're saying is unfair because he is such a high-quality racer and has so much more talent than you do. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't say it was unfair. In fact, I like. I mean, I, I lined up against Ricky Carmichael in the plus 35 and, and Scott Sheik and a bunch of guys that I watched on TV, and I thought it was really cool, and I didn't do near as well against those guys, but I wasn't prepared like I was this time. And, and, and uh you know, to be truthful, I'm, I'm, I plan on going back there, and I have, an, I have a plan, and I know how I'm going to get to it to do a lot better than I did this year. And the trophy for third place compared to the eighth place I got at Loretta's is like an inch and a half bigger. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. You could spend endless amounts of time and money to get ready for that if you're me, and it wouldn't make a difference. It, You know, as far as at the end of the day, you do it because you like to do it, and and if anybody's really that worked up about having to race a guy that's that legit, then they they're doing it for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. But I don't there have has my been, record books here. How was Mike Brown as an amateur, and how was he as a young pro? Dude, that guy's still real. He's still a top fifteen for sure at an outdoor national. Do you disagree, Rory? No, I think I think he's right there because last year at Farley he was on a five hundred and. I wouldn't call Brownie the quintessential 500 rider, but he still smoked dudes that were racing for, you know, pro two, three years ago. Right. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's incredible what he does. But, hey, Rory, I know um, we're out of time, but I know it's a big deal to your for you to the, the, the support that you get at that team. I know you get a lot of support for that, and I know it's it's important to you to be able to give them a high five on the show and Amen. and give them the uh, the the accolades that they deserve. Yeah, because without those people like we we don't get to do what we do. And that's the honest truth about it. Like the team is way more than us riders and me and Paul. It's all the people that that make it happen like, you know, Keith at Yamaha and Nathan and Wiseco people. I mean, Wiseco people are phenomenal to us. And, you kind of helped with that in the beginning, so thank you for that. Well, um, Tony's a wise coat guy all the way down to the core. Well, why wouldn't you be? They make excellent products. They do. I mean, you know, forge clutch baskets, they've got those. They've got so much. As a matter of fact, this portion of our program brought to you by Wiseco Performance Products, a full line of forge pistons, precision forge clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forge connecting rods, valves, and everything that Rory needs. Honestly, look for Wiseco online at wiseco.com. Thanks for giving them a big shout out because they do so much and get so little credit. 
and I'm talking about Wiseco, but uh, Roy, that's very kind of you to do that. No, I mean, they're very kind to us. You know, you, it, it, it's a two-way street. It is a two-way street. And, Tony, you're on one side. Obviously, Rory's on the other. Way to bring him on the show and, and, and beg for your spot back, though. I thought that was very... What I want to know, though, is, Tony, like, you've, you've lost some weight, but it seems like to me like you've lost a little bit of confidence, too. Wow. Like, I remember I remember being at a dealer ride with you, and we were sitting in sand, and John Dowd was there. And you're like, he was scared. I'm going to go run Dowd down. It wasn't even like, I think I can. It was like, going to happen. And, and you went after him. And I'm like, wow, I like that guy. <laughs> Not much has changed when I get up, when I put my helmet on. I'm yeah. I'm a full idiot still. So now, I got it. Now you're crying about Brownie. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm, I'm not crying, Rory. I, I, he's my friend. I just had the guy on the show. He's my bud. I, 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 I think it's, I'm a fan. I'm like I. I'm not a fan of a lot of racers. You know, I mean, I am, but uh, you know what I mean. Like that's the best thing yeah, about I, the I show, though. That if you think about, it, we get to have on the people we that have the we best admire. in the world, and and it's like, how did Rory get on? By the way, it just it was yeah, that's a good question, Scott. <laughs> Team Hammer, we're going to run out of time. We got to hit a break. All right, hey, thanks, I had Rory. To give him a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. You send me one, and I'll stay home. How hey, about that? Say hi All to right, Joanne man. and everybody, and, and good luck over yeah, there. Be careful. Yeah. Coming up, I need to give a shout out to our man, our team manager Nick Zombie. Nick, he keeps this team together. So, I'll tell him we awesome. said hi. As a matter of fact, uh, get us his phone number, and we'll get him on the show as well. There you go. Thanks, guys. Right, okay. thank you very much. Charlie Roberts coming up next. He's in the pits waiting. This portion of our program brought to you by Race Tech. Clearly, the science is suspension. They've made a difference in Tony's life and his race career. They can for you as well. Nearly thirty years. Racetech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves, and they do make a difference for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. Look for them online at their website, racetech.com. This is Andrew Short, and you're listening to Pit Pass. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.